0: The Ohio Harness Horseman's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. Today we're top of the stretch. We're going to talk to an owner in harness racing. She married into the sport of harness racing. The Weller family. June Weller, one of the top lady drivers in all of harness racing. Her family had been involved in harness racing for nearly a century. June Weller actually drove in the 1972 Little Brown Jug won by Strikeout. The two-heat race, she was driving Dad's time. Family tradition continued on. Small operation, New York and Ohio, racing a lot at the county fairs and the race meets in North America. In 2012, Louise married Jay Weller, and that was Louise's actual first involvement in harness racing. Welcome to the top of the stretch this morning, Louise Weller. How are you doing, Louise?
1: I'm great, Roger. Thanks for having me.
0: Have you come down off a cloud nine yet?
1: Not really. It's been a wonderful weekend. Couldn't ask
0: for anything more for my birthday, for sure. Now, Saturday night at Northfield on the 10th, uh, we announced it was your birthday, but uh, that was just the beginning of your, what, two- or three-day celebration for your birthday, actually, wasn't it?
1: Yep, um, yep. Uh, Designer Specs won for me on Saturday, which was a great night. We had great fans, great family there. Um, and our five-year-old Trotter won last night. So, yeah, it's been it's been a great weekend.
0: You know, one of the Rogers laws that I developed when we started the TV show many years ago was that you always win on your birthday. Well, <laughs> your win came at the beginning of your birthday celebration, and you tapped it off again last night as well. So, congratulations to you. Thank you so much, Roger. Now. I mentioned that you were not involved in harness racing. What was your involvement, though, with horses early on?
1: Well, I can tell you as a child I, I loved horses um, since the time I could, as far as back as I can remember. Um, I got my first pony when I was 12, um, had a most of my whole life. Um, my daughter showed um, saddle horses, typically the quarter horse. Um, she's been at the Quarter Horse Congress. Um, she showed at that level as well as at 4-H. So we've been in horses our whole life. Um, But what is funny is that Jay's youngest daughter, Courtney, and my daughter were in 4-H together. So I've kind of known the family and been around the family. I've always enjoyed watching the harness racing, just was never actively involved in it.
0: Now, Jay Weller and yourself and Jay's sister, Jane, is it a large stable, or is there a size that you like to stay with?
1: Well, we have um, we occupy a barn at the Seneca County Fairgrounds, and this last year was our largest capacity. We had 15 horses in the barn, um, and that included some of our aged horses. But Jay and I usually have three to four horses that we
0: go with each year. Mm-hmm. Designer specs was fold. At uh, March the 5th of 2018, Marvin Raber was the reader and he referred to designer specs as a bit fiery. Uh, she trotted so easy, and she loved to eat. He also said, I asked him, uh, how did she come up with the name designer specs, uh, who was sired by Full Count out of Avalon Hall, and he said she has a, beautiful blaze on her head and there's a speck right in the middle of it and that's how i came up with the name designer specs what's your first recollection of becoming interested in purchasing designer specs
1: well jay and i happened to be um at the buckeye classic sale at springfield last year um Janie was there with us and we were determined jay uh, really wanted a full count colt. So we looked at all of the colts. Um, they all went out of our price range that he was comfortable with. And designer specs was in the little back pen, you know, ready to come up onto the stage. And Janie says, well, what's wrong with this one? And Jay says, well, it's a filly, it's a first of all. She goes, well, that ain't no difference. So we looked at her briefly, never put a hand on her. And I says, well, I kind of like her. So she went now up you, into the sale pen. Go ahead. And uh, and
0: uh, we ended up with her. Never really now, took a good look at her. You mentioned, though, that Jay kind of has a limit of, what, $10,000, and he was uh, dropping out, but then you took over.
1: Yeah, I was kind of elbowing him in the side. We got to about ten, and then he, that's where he liked to stop. And I kept elbowing, and says, "Oh, come on, Jay." And the auctioneer looked at me, and I nodded. I raised my hand. I said, "Yep, we're gonna we're gonna go a little more." And he's looking at me and looking at the auctioneer, and I raised my hand again. And he says, "Now you're just being silly." I said, "Nope, we're gonna have this little filly, and we're gonna take a home."
0: And you end up uh, with the bid of what, thirteen
1: thousand? Yeah, we got her. Our- vault for 13000 and I says, well, there's your full count for Christmas, your birthday, and, and next Easter, too.
0: <laughs> now, after you purchased her uh, and you took her to the fairgrounds and things like that and getting ready, uh, I guess Jay put a nickname on her as Chubby Checker?
1: Oh, my land, yes. She came out of that trailer, and she had such good size to her, and I don't doubt Marvin she loves to eat and she was pretty hefty I bet you could have sat two dinner plates side by side on her on her rump she was looking more like a quarter horse than she was a standard bread and he says well I call her chubby checkers because by golly she's a chubby thing so I wanted to call her d and I lost
0: (laughs) you mentioned that she's built very similar to a quarter horse
1: yeah if you looked at her from the back um, a quarter horse is very square across the top and that's exactly how she looked she had a big square flat back on her crossed her butt she was pretty hefty
0: now marvin said she was a bit fiery but she trotted so easy now, when you started hitching her up and putting the harness on her and such, was she still fiery and still trotting with ease?
1: Well, Jay would take her out on the track, and she would she would think about firing a heel, but never offered to. She just would let you know that she knew you were back there, and don't make her mad. But she went so easy, never gave us any trouble, um, just was just happy to go out on the track.
0: Did she... You know, they refer to some horses as taking care of themselves. Was she the type of a horse that took care of herself and uh, she determined what you were going to do, or did Jay have to force her to do some things?
1: No, I don't think Jay's ever had to force her to do anything. She really does take care of herself. She wears very little equipment because she, she just does everything pretty right. I mean, we put tendon boots on her just because. But she just really does take care of herself.
0: She got to the races. That very first start was at Ottawa. Something happened before the gate. And the starter said, go. Jay and designer specs kind of got hit broadside. And I asked Jay one time, he almost, uh, Jay responds, says, yeah, I almost got, Knocked out of the uh, sulky at that time. And she spotted the field something like 20 links uh, by the time they got to the first quarter. She was still 10 links off at the three quarters, three links off at the top of the stretch, and she got up to win it in uh, the very fast time of 213 and 1. What were your emotions as you were standing on the backside watching all this develop?
1: Well, I, I tell you, my heart dropped when um, she made that break right at the start because um, I didn't realize that she'd gotten run into. She had never made a break. Through all of her training, through all of her training miles, she had never made a break. And I thought, oh, Lord, she's not going to know how to set herself. And Jay was patient. He got her settled and then trotted on. And I thought, okay, well, at least she's safe. Well, then when they come past the half, I realized, holy cow, she's closing. She's closing. And I looked at my daughter, and I said, does she look like she's closing the gap? She's like, I think she is. And she'd come along that back stretch, and like you said, she was 10 lengths, five lengths, and then three lengths. And then she got to the head of the stretch, and I'm like, my gosh, she might catch this leader!" And I, I, was, I was so ecstatic. Never would have dreamed she would have come back after spotting no 20 lengths.
0: And after that win, a few days later, she raced at Marion and was a winner again in 212 and 2, if I remember correctly. But then uh, she didn't race for nearly a month. Did, did something happen before third start?
1: Nope. Um, I, we took her to Marion. Um, yeah, and then there, in our conference, there's really no races until Belle Fountain, and then Belle Fountain moved to where did they go? And they said there was no stalls, and we didn't want to take a chance on her getting hurt working out of the trailer, so we opted just to not race that week.
0: So her so next start nothing, would have been Bersaila. Nothing wrong with her then, you just because you didn't want to go where they didn't have uh, stalls and you didn't want to have to race her out of the trailer then.
1: Yeah, we just didn't want to take a chance. We thought, boy, we, we might have something really special here.
0: Now, with a month's layoff, Her third start was at Bucyrus, and uh, she went eight seconds faster. She was a winner in 2.04, so uh, you were positive then you had a mighty nice trotter.
1: Yeah, yeah, we were were pretty certain, Jay says. I think we got something special here, he says, because he's never had to ask her to go on. He says she just is doing this on her own. He says, I'm not pushing her. I'm not asking her. I'm just keeping her safe you know, putting her in the right place, and he says, she's making this easy.
0: Now, between July the 23rd and August the 16th, a three-week period, she had six starts and, of course, six wins. Uh, That's a lot of races in a three-week period, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's, it was quite a bit, but she's she's usually pretty good. If we can get her um, at least those three days in between, she would like to have four days between race days. But we thought, you know, she felt good. She wasn't coming up sore. She was holding up well, so why not?
0: Yeah. Now, I'll just throw this in right now. You didn't get a chance to see all of her races because you actually have a, a job as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do have a real job. I'm a registered nurse. Um, I work at a small ER, but I also teach for Owens Community College in their nursing program. So when the college is back in session, I had to go back to work. So that left me out. Um, the last week of August, I had to go back to work. So I didn't get to see um, uh, Mount Gilead. I didn't, she didn't go to Mount Gilead, but I didn't get to, get to go to um, and I missed Upper Sandusky,
0: and then I missed the Delaware now, Wassey Owens, she was a winner by 26 and a quarter lengths, and uh, yeah. Jay was driving. And then uh, after that, you kind of decided to switch drivers and uh, because you knew the big races were coming up. And you went to another individual from Republic, Ohio, uh, by the name of Ryan Stahl, to take over the driving duties.
1: Yeah, absolutely love Ryan. <clears> to <throat> I me, mean, he's one of the best drivers out there. He really takes care of the horse, and and Jay was very comfortable um, putting Chubby in his hands and seeing what they could do. He really wanted to get him a couple of starts before Delaware and um, definitely before the finals,
0: so it worked out really well. You missed the race at Delaware, and uh, you had to listen to it by way of radio.
1: Yeah, I was actually at work. I, I was teaching late that evening, um, so I wasn't going to be able to watch it. So I piped it through my car, and I'm listening as I'm getting on the turnpike to head home to take care of the rest of the horses. And I, I hear them going to the gate, and I hear you guys say, okay, they're off. And somebody up there goes, wow. And I'm like, what just happened? I need to see this. What just happened? So I'm listening, and I'm I'm crying. I'm on the turnpike, and I'm crying. So excited. Yeah, it was quite quite emotional.
0: And that was a big win in 58-3 and three at Delaware. And in that one, uh, uh, Designer Specs left from uh, uh, post-3 and went right to the top and really poured it on coming home and winning by about seven lengths in 158-3. and three. Uh, Over her career, she's margin of victory – in those first 13 starts since she was undefeated, was 80 lengths. Uh, When you stop and think, she won those races by 80 lengths. That would be something in the vicinity of 13 seconds when you put it all together. So uh, she she basically was a front-end horse, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. Yeah, she she was definitely a front-end horse, and that was kind of one of Jay's concerns is, She's always been out front. She's never had to, you know, sit in a pocket. And other than that first race at Ottawa where she spotted them 20 lengths, she's, she's never had to, to race down the stretch. And so that was kind of our concern was, you know, how was she going to do? When, we knew we were going to be meeting the best of the best at the fair finals. I mean, we knew that was the cream of the crop. And when you're going up against
0: very well-matched horses, and we thought, oh, this is going to be the test. In the point standings, designer specs was number one with 663 points. Second was Air Jordan L at 480, and that uh, just shows you the margin of difference uh, between them. But that didn't take any way anything away from the horses because you knew in the fair finals you're going to have to go against other horses that raced in the home talent, race in the Ohio Colt Racing Association, the Southern uh, Valley uh, Circuit as well. So you're going to meet some new competition at Northfield on October the 10th.
1: Yeah, we we looked at the sheet and we thought there was probably two or three on that top 15 that we looked at that we really hadn't gone head to head with. So it was was going to be a real battle. We knew that those horses
0: were good and in their own right, you know, bringing the best of the best. Two of those horses, uh, Bougie Girl, out of the Berger Morgan Jr. stable, and it's cheaper to keep her. Uh, Jim Arledge Jr. Uh, were in the race, and all uh, well, cheaper to keep her had the rail. Designer Specs was the two, and Bougie Girl with Ronnie Wren Jr. driving had post position four. And as the that race developed. Uh, It was a three-horse race uh, throughout most of the mile. Yeah, yeah,
1: I was really surprised. I was really surprised that there wasn't – they weren't a little tighter, at least to the half. Um, I think there was a couple horses that had unfortunate breaks. Um, But, yeah, it was a drag race, definitely off the line it was a drag race. And I thought it was going to be those two shooting it out.
0: And it was a perfect drive by Ronnie Wren Jr. Make no doubt about it. designer specs left, and Ronnie wanted to control the race. I do believe uh getting into his mind for his mindset and He cut out fractions of twenty seven and three fifty seven and one, and they get to three quarters and one twenty seven and one and here comes designer specs on the outside. <laughs> take us through that final quarter of a mile in your mind.
1: Yeah, I thought, oh, golly, you know, is, is she going to have enough gas to make it home? And Ryan tipped her out, and I saw her digging. I saw Ryan was driving. Um, he, was, he was really chasing her down the stretch, and she was really digging in. Um, she's a fighter. She's gritty. Um, she likes her job. She loves what she does, and she was bound and determined she was going to pass that horse. So, yeah, I was. She was I the, was, one. She was the was, winner of
0: 157 was, and 4. Yeah, a new lifetime mark. Yeah. Did Jay ever say, honey, you were right. I'm glad you went up to 13000
1: Yeah, I actually shamed him into saying that. <laughs> Aren't you glad we bought her, dear?
0: <laughs> yeah. The whole, dear. Fam- whole family and a lot of friends were there at uh, Northfield and the birthday celebration begins and did you ever dream uh, that you'd at the beginning though that she would go undefeated and 14 for 14?
1: No we we never dreamed um you always hope you get that horse that can make it um that far uh, no we mm-hmm. never dreamed we we went into every race knowing that we know she's going to get beat someday somewhere she's going to yeah. get beat just let it not be today <laughs>
0: Those 14 wins, currently, four horses in harness racing have 14 wins on the year. Uh, They're a combination of two- and three-year-olds. She's going to be at 14 because you've now stopped with her for the season, right? Yep,
1: yep. She's at home. We're going to take her shoes off, let her relax, spend some time
0: in the pasture. Yep, let her be a horse. Now, She'll have uh, some time off, and then the training will begin for the three-year-old campaign. Uh, any thought of stepping her up, maybe to the Buckeye Stallion Series or the uh, Ohio Sire Stakes program next year?
1: Oh yeah, we we plan on staking her in everything
0: next year. Um, she's proven that she can hang with the best.
1: Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stake her in the sire stakes as well as the Buckeye.
0: One thing about designer specs. As we said, fourteen for fourteen. Purchased by Louise Weller, thirteen thousand dollars. It's more than just a victory for Louise and Jay Weller. It's a victory for the little guy, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I really feel like we represent um, the small stables. Um, we're we're just Janie, um, Jay, and I. Um, of course, we're family-owned, operated. We don't have, you know, employees. We run a small stable. Um, this is this is more than a hobby. It's a it's a passion, and I feel like we represent the small guy out there. We may not have a ton of horses, but our horses um, love what they do. They try their best. Um, we do it the right way, um, and just I think we represent the little little guy. And, I, and I'm proud to do that for all the little small stables out there, the guys that are just barely making it. This has been a tough year for a lot of people. So, yeah, I'm, I'm proud to, to represent the small, the small stable owner.
0: Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horseman's Association.